Are you ready? Yo. It's time, time to separate the men from the boys. boys. And get down to the business of sport right here on the world famous Ginger's Perspective. Hello and welcome to MMA Uncaged right here on the Ginger's Perspective. It's the first episode of 2017 and it promises to be an absolute cracker for MMA fans, for fight fans around the world with some great UFC events lined up as well as some masterful EFC worldwide that will get underway in March. Uh, Let's start by introducing, once again as always, the guru of MMA, Justin B. Ferrier on Twitter, if you want to follow him there. Justin, let's talk about certainly the biggest pay-per-view event that the UFC has had. Amanda Nunes retaining her bantamweight belt against Rowdy Rousey. Your thoughts on uh, the fight? Uh, Let's quickly take a look back at, at what happened at 2.07. Yeah, a bit of an upset to uh, seven Dominic Cruz losing and losing quite badly. Uh, Cody, I didn't see it coming. Uh, Cody Nolove came out and she stuck him to school and <laughs> was doing crazy arrogant dances and, and really beat the crap out of him. He really did so well. Um, and Dominic was just left wanting. His timing was off. But I, I don't know if it was so much that uh, Dominic fought badly as it was Cody just fought so well. It was a crazy fight. Yeah. No, it really was. And, and what was interesting is building up to the fight, you and I were speaking about how Cruz had got in Garbrandt's head and uh, the smack talk. The You know, we almost thought that psychologically Cruz was the man uh, and, and instead it backfired on him badly. It fired up his opponent and, as you said, got schooled. It was... It comes a point where... You believe your heart, and that's the fight. That's 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 where the decline starts. I hope that he, you know, he he got back some brownie points by coming out in the press conference and taking his loss and wearing his loss well. He was a gentleman in defeat, and that's that's good. I mean, everybody says, "Oh, you humble in defeat." That's only because defeat humbles you. Um, but it was good that he came out. A lot of people, Ronda, don't they don't come out. They don't face their the media. They don't face their opponent afterwards. They go into hiding. I'm glad Dominic did it, and that means he's he's owned his loss, and yeah. I think he will be back. He's a great fighter. Yeah. Um, he just got beat by somebody younger and better. Yeah, I, I can't stand that when athletes don't come out and face the music, especially after a loss or, you know what, man up. You're in a, in a fight game. You're there. You're backing yourself to take on another human being in a combat sport. The last thing you can do is show the media, show the world some respect, and face them and say, I wasn't good enough. I was beaten, and I'm sorry. If you don't come out and answer to the media, that's very unprofessional in my opinion, and it sh- they should be fined. They should be fined for not coming out and facing the media. I'm sorry. Oh, I completely agree with you. I, I don't mind so much if they don't come out and face the media, provided that they didn't face the media in the beginning. If that's what you are like, be consistent. I've yeah. got no issue with that. Sure. Uh, it's ironic because Rhonda didn't speak to the media before, but before she loved the media. Exactly my point. And then the loss came about the previous loss and she got embarrassed and then she went into hiding yeah that shows that that shows to me a bully mentality uh it shows that you are too 
much focused on your ego. You've got to be sure of yourself in a, in, a, in combat sports. That's how it is. You've got to be a little bit arrogant, whatever the case is, but there has to be a balance. Yeah, look, I'm not... And be I'm, consistent in your approach. Yeah, I don't want to single out Rhonda uh, and, and hate on Rhonda because there's no doubt that she was a pioneer for, for women's MMA. I mean, any athlete that doesn't face the media afterwards... Um, has to be because they medically can't not because they choose not to or choose to it needs to be a standard thing you face the media afterwards you grin and bear through the press conference and then you move on and unfortunately someone like Ronda Rousey now she's getting a reputation as you say for a prima donna who's had her better days you know they're behind her now unfortunately she was schooled 40 what 5 48 seconds Demolished, absolutely demolished by Amanda Nunes. Absolutely agree with you on the uh, on the medically unfit thing. It's your job or your manager's job to let the world know after a loss. If you have broken your foot and you're in surgery or your nose is broken and whatever the case is that you're being seen to by doctors. Once they know you're okay, it's your job to tweet yeah. that you're okay or your manager's job to say, not so serious, we'll be back to you tomorrow or this is the case, we'll let you know as soon as possible. You don't go silent. You know I, mean? I agree you, with you 100% it's just it is bad manners it's if you're silent before and after cool then that's you consistent that's how you are then people can respect that but you can't just pick and choose nah. alright what did you what did you think of of uh, of Ronda and Nunes um, your, your thoughts on the fight I've listened to I, I love podcasts and I love listening to them and I've listened to a lot of them and one of them that pricked out you know you don't want to sound like everybody else oh you know i knew it was gonna happen because uh, i didn't know it was gonna happen. no ways feeling, there's no ways there's no ways that you could have called that not a chance i just what 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 i don't understand is that she came into fighting range into punching range and didn't punch you know i i i just i don't believe she can be put down for bad fighting because she didn't fight yeah you know she went for the takedown that she always goes for but she didn't throw a punch. I, I just, nothing substantial. And it made it easy for Nunez to throw because she was like hitting a bag. Bag doesn't hit you back. You get more confidence, boom. You know, and, and she stood right in front of her. Yeah. Her elbow was up awkwardly. She was very rigid, very stiff. No head movement, very linear, very side on her. You know, there's lots we can go on about. Yeah. But anyway, the, one of the podcasts that stood out to me, I listened to Charles Simon's podcast, and he said, you can you can hate on Edward, provided you praised him when the when when Ronda was on top. Fair enough. Fair and enough. I think that's. That, mm, I, I, I'm okay with that statement because yeah. it's true. Yeah. But I also think that it's much easier to leave a negative impression on somebody than it is to than to leave a, a positive impression on somebody. And I think that a lot of the distractions are no good. Like I said to you before, I don't like all of his personal issues becoming part of everyone's personal issues. And I don't like, I don't like that he told her how good she is and yet she wasn't. Because it's not like she went down swinging because okay. she didn't. No. That's the big, that was the big uh, lights flashing for me is that she did not fight. Everybody gets clipped. It's one of those things. But yeah. it's hard to get clipped eight times in a row unless you're fighting. Well, interestingly enough, in the post-fight uh, press conference after UFC 207, Amanda Nunes was asked if she expected the fight to go the way it did. And this is what she had to say. 
Well, Amanda, this, uh, of course, was an incredible win for you tonight. I know you were confident that you were going to win, but did you envision it being this dominant where you would just completely destroy her in the opening minute? Yeah, yeah. The whole time, I know it's going to be like this, and I train it like that, like a lion's. And I know if I have the, the chance, the beginning, the, the, the fight, like I, like I, she gives me the opportunity, I know I can finish her. I know the, the girls can take my punches. I know that. And it happened tonight. And Justin, you make the point that Ronda didn't even get a shot in, did she? She really looked like a deer in the headlights. And what's next for her? I mean, is this the end of the road? Surely Ronda's too good to just be, disappear into the, the abyss. Surely Ronda will be back. I don't think she would get the fair treatment like everybody else where you'd have to fight to make your way back. She'd probably be thrown thrown in back in again to a title fight because of because of who she is etc i just don't think she would be able to handle the pressure of another title fight it's hard john jones has come out and said that he would love to help her yeah and in a nice way said you need a team environment and it is an individual it's, it's an individual achievement yeah yet it's a team sport yeah people don't realize that and steel sharp and steel and all those funny cliches that all the fighting gyms say all of that is completely true yeah because you need to be around people that you trust. You need to be around people that are you like your brothers and sisters, etc. Some people that would die and kill for you, etc. All of those cheesy things that people say, but these are all true. These are bonds that are formed yeah. in the gym that are unbreakable. Yeah. Whether when you spar with somebody and you genuinely care about whether they win or lose, that's a bond that's unbreakable. That is as thick as blood. And for her to be signing non-disclosure con contracts and things like that just shows that there's limited trust in her gym. Yeah, that's interesting. I mean, Raquel Pennington's come out and said she was made to sign a non-disclosure to spar with Ronda Rousey. That's that's bizarre to me, isn't it? It's just bizarre. You know, when, when I was training with fighters, etc., we would... It, it wasn't only the, the bond in the gym. I'd be at their house having a bra. That'd be at my house having a bra. It's it's a bond that you don't need to speak about when you're friends. You're right. You, you know what I mean? It's 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 one of those things where you, you that bond is it's an unspoken bond. To back it up with, with uh, with contracts etc. Screams paranoia to me. Because you know when someone's being genuine or not. Yeah. You're not buying a house or a car together. Yeah. And what has she got to hide, really? You know, if anything, your teammate should be leaking how good you are. That's right. Scaring the opponent. Yeah. Did you see how crisp she was striking? How you know she's developed this. She's done that. Build them up. You know, create that hype. That Absolutely. that that you mystery. You don't see all this happening in SPG. Yeah. You don't see all this happening in OKO. No. You don't see these things in the big gyms. No. No, you don't. This this is it. You oh, my teammate's the best in the, whatever. We're watching fights together. Here's a selfie. You know, these are all things. These are they're building a bond. That's a camaraderie. Just signing yeah. contracts. Yeah. I, I just. That just screams of paranoia to me. All right. Well, well, let's let's move on from Ronda, and let's hope it's not the last we see. Because in terms of pay-per-view purchases, I think it was 1.1 million in the USA uh, pay-per-view purchases for the Nunes Rousey fight. So that was absolutely incredible. So there's no doubt Ronda gets bums on seats, as does Connor. She still remains a star, 
She's just got some serious soul searching to do now to get herself back into a competitive state. There's no question. She's an icon. There's no question. She's she's on everybody's lips. She is a Conor McGregor type vibe. She's Everybody wants to see her win or lose, da, 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 whatever the case is. I just hope that people close to her and people that can influence her, yeah. influence her positively. I hope Dana White, who is an open friend of hers, phones her up and says, hey, forget all this rubbish. Let's, let's try something different. Exactly. And not even from a business perspective. Just you, you don't want to go out like that. No, no. Don't have to be champion again, but go out with your head held high. Yeah, I agree. I think that UFC needs her. I think they really do need her. And all credit to Amanda Nunes, who's more than likely going to hold on to that bantamweight title for a long time. But she's not as marketable as Ronda Rousey. And, and it's just, you, you just get those, those athletes who are just brands in themselves. But let's talk about fight night this uh, Sunday morning, uh, South African time. We've got a man, a legend, who's come out of retirement. BJ Penn, the prodigy, 16, 10, and 2. <sighs> Taking on Rodriguez out of Mexico is 9 and 1. Justin, tell me more. Can BJ Penn make a fairy tale return out of retirement? I don't know how relevant that is. I, he's old. Yeah. Um, and even if he wins, where is he going to go to? Is he good enough to become champion again? I don't think so. I don't like people fighting just for the money. Yeah. I don't like people saving cards because you can end up doing damage. 16, 10, and 2 is not a true reflection of BJ Penn's skills. Yeah. He was, and I use, I must emphasize, was amazing. When you when I started watching fighting, he was one of the ones that got me involved. And he was he was crazy, licking the blood of his opponent. He was just, oh, I just get goosebumps and crazy and watch him. And it's amazing. And black belt and world champion in four years in jiu-jitsu. And all of these things, and you just think to yourself, wow, I want to remember that person like that. Sure. And then you're going to come back, and you're going to fight a young stud. And even looking, I'm looking at their website now. You're seeing Ye Rodriguez with a chiseled body, not that bodies reflect anything, but whatever. Yeah. He's looking like a bodybuilder, and BJ Penn, who's never really had a great physique, but looking like he's got a dad bod. <laughs> and I just think to myself, even if he does beat Ye Rodriguez, what good is it going to do? Is yeah. he going to get forward to a t- championship belt? Yeah. Answer is probably not. He's fighting for money. And how much money is he going to make? Let's say he makes a million dollars. Yeah. i got no problem if like Floyd Mayweather comes back and fights for a hundred million dollars. Sure. That's cool. Yeah, yeah. That's worth the risk. Yeah, well, the guy hasn't lost a fight. He's like, what, 49 and 0? Yeah. Exactly. exactly. So, yeah. BJ Penn's going to be fighting for relatively small money. Yeah. And if he had half a brain in his head, which he does... He would he would have saved his money from the championships that he's already had and make all the money. So he wouldn't need the money, but I don't know why he's fighting. Obviously to hold up the card. Is it? But he's got a hunger in him that he wants to achieve, and yeah. so be it. But I just I just think it can the risk of the damage is far outweighs the risk of of, of, of what the good can happen. Yeah, uh, just to point out, co-main event you, you've got uh, Lauzon and and Helt going head to head. Your thoughts on that one? Joe Lawson played stayed pretty. He's played, stayed pretty consistent. He hasn't retired, so he stayed active. Although he's been there and thereabouts, although not champion, um, he's been up there, yeah. but stayed current. That's sure. the biggest thing in MMA is that you stay evolving. 
you get left behind when you when 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 you stop for a year or whatever the case is. Sure. All these things are. You, it shouldn't be comebacks. It should be never left. Yeah. No, you're right. You're right. All right. Well, let's have a quick prediction on the the two main fights from Fight Night in Phoenix, Arizona, this Sunday. I'm gonna go with Rodriguez, and I'm gonna sit on the fence with Luaz on. Oh, okay, well, there we go. Um, <laughs> just quickly to point out, a name that uh, EFC fans will be familiar with is Cyril Asker, the silverback. He's fighting in the early prelims against uh, Dmitry Somaliakov, the lifeguard. So Russia versus France, 8-1 versus 7-2. What did you make of Asker as an athlete? We know he's got the skills. Uh, his his, gra- his grappling was, was impressive. Um, can he make the step up to the UFC? Difficult. Um, I remember when he beat oh, Anderson Sale. Yeah. Uh, via guillotine, and uh, he had asked me to. Uh, Sarah had asked me to wrap his hands that evening, and I, I remember. I mean, I got big hands, and I just thought to myself, "Shit, that actually big hands." <laughs> and I just thought, "Geez, he, he is like a gorilla." Yeah. Um, I thought he was a bit short for the weight. I thought that he would more suit a cruiserweight. Sure. Uh, but he is quite broad. But. Um, Hard to fight the Russians, I must tell you. I'm a fan of the Russians. They're so tough. You know, you grow up in snow, it gives you this this toughness. <laughs> Definitely. Well, we'll see what happens there. That's on the early prelims at uh, Fight Nights happening this weekend. Phoenix, Arizona. Remember to get in touch with us on uh, social media. Check us out on csduplicy.co.za as well as on iTunes and on cliffcentral.com. And uh, in terms of the fights you can look forward to this weekend, some mouth-watering stuff. Can BJ Penn make a return from retirement? We'll have to wait and see against Rodriguez. Justin Ferrer, thanks for your time. We will maybe hint at a little bet um, as we get closer to the weekend's action. So keep an eye out at Justin B. Ferrier on social media for that little bet, that little cheeky bet for fight night this weekend. Thanks for listening to MMA Uncaged. We'll catch you again next time.